Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Well, I'm going to continue this more this afternoon, excuse me, with our series uh, shift. And today we're going to shift into peace. Everybody say that with me. Shift into peace. How many want to have peace? Yeah. Right? How many know that there are days that you don't have any peace from the day you get up to the day you, you go to bed? And sometimes you just want to start all over. Sometimes you just want to go back to bed and just redo, replay. And unfortunately, our world doesn't work that way. We can't just easily do that. How many, when I say peace, you think of what I do? I think of uh, a place like Lake Tahoe getting away and, and maybe on a hiking trail, maybe you're in Twin Falls, Idaho. It could be somewhere where it's just peaceful and you're away from everybody. And all uh, I, we went recently, we got away, Anna and I and, and the girls, we, we went horseback riding in South Lake Tahoe. And we got away up in the mountain and all you could hear was the, the sound of the river. Uh, uh, coming down from the from the mountain, it was actually the snow melt and the wind through the trees, and it was just us four or and a trail guide, five of us, and it was incredibly peaceful. It was it was it was amazing, and that's what I am reminded of when I think of peace. Maybe it's you in your in your recliner, or maybe you have a spot at home in your backyard in your garden where you know you can get alone by yourself. Because how many know peace involves most often being by yourself, getting away, shutting everything else away and, yeah. and down, and just you and God. Yeah. And we need to have that peace, especially in our day and age. We have so much chaos, everybody say chaos, chaos. going on in our world. So shift, the word shift, it, it means to move or cause to move from one place to another, especially over a small distance. Now, I want to turn to our, our same sermon verse that we've been using for this series. It's found, found in Psalms chapter 56 and verse 9. And this is out of the New Living Translation. It's up on the screen for you as well. But Psalms 56 verse 9 says this, The very moment I call to you for a father's help, the tide of battle turns, it shifts, and my enemies flee. This one thing I know, God is on my side. How many are thankful that God is on your side? See, it, it doesn't matter where you go. As long as you're a believer, God is on your side. That is, that is peace right there, whether you realize that or not. Now, Here's what I know, and I think you would all agree with me. I strongly believe that the world right now, the world at large, does not have peace. They do not have peace, as evidenced by the murders, by the division, the racism we have in our country, our political system. There is no peace. Everywhere you look, it's chaos. And, and we seem to be going backwards in Many areas, not just one, but many areas. And it's developing, and there's more turmoil, and there's less peace in our world. How many remember that bumper sticker years ago? I haven't seen one for a while that said, No God, N-O, God, no peace, N-O, peace. And underneath it, it said, 
know God, K-N-O-W, God, no peace, K-N-O-W, peace. So in other words, no God, no peace. But if you know God, you have peace, is what it was saying. That is so true. It is so true. And how much more do we need God today, his peace, to affect our life? There's a scripture in Romans chapter 3 and verse 17. And it says it this way, And the way of peace they do not know. Talking about the world at that time. And I'm sure that our world today is much the same way. They don't know peace. You, you may be going home. You may, have, you may have driven here. And in your vehicle, there may not have been peace. How many know that happens? Let's just be honest. That happens. Um, there may be trips going home because you're arguing, arguing or it used to be about what restaurant to go eat. We can't go eat at restaurants right because they're all closed. But there's, there's a lack of peace in our homes. Scripture is very clear that God wants us to have peace. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, if you don't have peace, I really feel sorry for you. Yeah. I really do because you don't have to be there. You don't have to live there. Peace should be a very important part of your life as a believer. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. You should have peace in your life. In fact, Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 30, listen to this scripture. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Do you see the, the comparison there? Peace gives you life. How many want to have life today? And, and the Bible talks about a life, uh, uh, an overflowing life, an abundant life. It, it doesn't just talk about a life that's barely hanging on like, like the cat in the poster that's hanging on to a rope or, or, you know, barely hanging on for life. God wants you to live your life filled with peace. God wants us to have peace because it affects our health. You know, I, I know this, that when you don't have peace, you can have ulcers. You can have turmoil going on. And it affects your, your, your body, it affects your stomach, it affects your mind, it affects how you think, it affects how you affect your, your family, or how you even speak, how you respond to them. Yeah. Here's, here's our modern day problem. Every time we go on social media, we see the, the hate and the division in this world, right? All it takes is for you to go on Twitter, Facebook, and, and uh, see comments that are, in your opinion, unbelievable. I mean, you, you look at these and read these and say, how could that person ever think that or even go there? And right away, you want to blast them and get nasty with them, right? God didn't design you to get nasty with each other. Here, here's what I did in preparation for this message. I, I got off of my social media. I didn't, I didn't watch any news. I, didn't, I got off of Facebook, off of Twitter, and uh, whatever else I have, and I didn't pay attention to any of that. Because as I've mentioned here, if you watch the news every day, you can get depressed just watching the news nowadays. The news is depressing. Now, I, I'm not saying that you need to be uninformed. I think we need to be informed. Yes. But too much of the news, too much of social media will bring you down. There's got to be a balance. You have to find a balance. And, it's, and I see my friends doing this every now and then. Sometimes they'll make a post saying, I'm taking a break from social media. I'll see you guys in 30 days or a week or a couple of days. I think that's wise. Yeah. 
I think we all need to do that every now and then. So again, the, the world will pull us in different ways because of the divisiveness that exists in our society and the peace that we should have gets ripped out of our soul because of that. Have, have you recently asked anybody, hey, how you doing? I mean, I mean, really, not just, hey, welcome to church, great to see you, but, but have an in-depth conversation with somebody maybe outside the church and you ask them, how you doing? And then you see the pain on their face and you see the wear and tear of, of what's going on, of COVID-19, the racism, the division. Maybe they lost their job. Maybe they lost their benefits. And, and things are not well. People's peace, because of the chaos that we're in, has been ripped out of their home, out of their life. And uh, it's, a, it's a very tough place to be right now. What we need to learn as believers is not express ourselves as the world does, but rather express our love into the world. Yes. Our love, because our love, the love of God is so lacking, so lacking. How, how else do, do people kill other people? There's no love there. There's no love there. It would make for a much better place to live. How many would agree with me if this world was filled with love? Amen. Let me read a scripture to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 27 through 28. Listen to these words. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. It wasn't me. Okay. I have labored and toiled and often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Now, Paul right there, he's even declaring, hey, look, I'm having a tough time having peace in my life. He, had, he was facing pressures. He, he was probably going through anxious moments. It doesn't mean that just because you're a believer coming to church that you're not going to have chaos in your life. How many know that? You're going to be faced with trials. You will be faced with them. But here, here's what I want you, to, want you to know. Peace. Say this with me. Peace. Peace. We all need it. We all need it. And then say this. Peace. Amen. We all require it. We all require it. We need it for a healthy life. We need it to to think soundly, to make wise choices. Amen? Amen? Question for you today is this. Is it possible for you and I to live in this world filled with chaos and have peace? Yes. Is it? Yes. Amen. It should be. It should be. So when you catch yourself next time, because there will be a next time, struggling with that peace, listen to these words I'm about to... Uh, speak on as we get into this message John chapter 14 and verse 27 and I have a lot of scripture today John 14 and verse 27 says it this way peace I leave with you my peace I give you I do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid Jesus spoke these words notice how he said my peace I give you see the Lord is saying I give you peace but not as the world gives. So, so what it's telling you and I is that the world gives us a peace. Wait, 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 slow down. Pastor Ray, you're saying the world can give me peace? Yes. So what, it, what the world does is when you're facing trials, say, say I'm, a, 
uh, I'm struggling in, in, in my marriage and, uh, and uh, my kids don't like me, my dog hates me. And what they're going to tell you, the world's going to tell you is, well, leave that wife. Leave that wife. You know, she, she's, she's worthless anyways, you know. Just leave her. Get on with your life and um, get yourself ready. You know, it's, it's all about you anyways. Their way is so opposed to the ways of God. And this is what Jesus Christ was saying here. He was saying that don't do it as the world does. And uh, the important part is here is that, that peace will come upon you when you follow the steps of Christ. Amen. The world says you need to get rid of all these things that are robbing you of peace. But Jesus promises, and this is the wonderful word of Jesus, that he promises to give you peace right where you're at. In the middle of a bad marriage. In the middle of a bad job. Some of you may have jobs that you dread going to tomorrow or wherever it is that you work. You dread it, but God will give you peace. You have that neighbor that you can't stand, God will give you peace when you have to deal with that person. When when they're playing loud music at 1 o'clock in the morning, God will give you peace. Somehow he gives you peace. Amen? Amen. See, I know this. Jesus not only is your way maker, your peacemaker, your promise keeper, he is your peacemaker. Amen? And I'm not talking about a gun. I'm talking about Jesus being the ultimate peacemaker. Amen. Amen. I want to take you through a few points here this afternoon. Number one, peace is a product of God's design. In the very beginning, God created peace in the garden. When I, when I picture the garden in my mind, I picture South Lake Tahoe. Just, just Anna and I by ourselves. Okay, the kids too, okay? <laughs> Don't want to get them mad at me. And we're by ourselves, and, and, and we got all this beautiful nature, the beautiful lake, and and the snow in the, in the winter and the, and the running streams. I mean, how gorgeous is that? That's peace. Peace. Yeah. That's what I think of. And God instituted that in the very beginning. Yeah. Listen to this scripture found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. Wow. Who is this God we serve? He's the God of peace. He is not the God of chaos. He's, well, so, so what that's telling me and you is that when we're in the middle of chaos, that's not of God. But God in that middle of that storm, in the middle of that trial, will be peace to you. Wow. He will be and bring peace to you. Thank you Jesus. Peace is one of the characteristics of God. See, peace doesn't come from man. Unfortunately, if, if you leave it to mankind... Outside of God, you won't have peace. You can't have peace. Say it with me. Peace comes from God. Peace comes from God. And God brings peace. Amen. Amen. Again, going back to social media. Every one of us can be led by our emotions when we read something that just irks us. Ever read something on social media that just gets under your skin? That you just go... Uh, these person are loco in the cabeza, you know. They're, they're crazy. What, what, what are they doing? What are they, what are they writing this for? And what do you immediately want to do? You want to just fire back, right? Yeah. You, and then typically it's not in a good tone. Typically it's not in a good tone. So it, that's what I call the spirit of Peter. 
When I refer to the spirit of Peter, what did Peter do when they came to arrest Jesus in the garden? He took out his sword and he chopped the, Roman, the soldier's ear off. It's called the spirit of Peter in my, in my book. And so rather than get nasty with him, do what I do. First of all, respond. Let him have it. Write what you're going to write. Just, I mean, foul language and all. Just write it out. No, seriously, write it out. And then right when you're about to hit sin, delete it. <laughs> delete it. And then guess what? You'll feel so much better. You'll have peace because you didn't have to respond and get to their level. And, uh, and you'll feel better, not only from that day, but going forward. You don't have to look back and, and see all the darts that they're throwing back at you. Amen? Amen? Do what I do. See, the problem is some of us tend to speak first, then think later. And that's most of us when we're not careful. We tend to speak and then think, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have said that, right? We put our foot in our mouth. That's lack of peace in our, in our homes, in our, in our jobs when we do that. See, that scenario is the total opposite of what God has designed for you and I. God wants you to, to have peace in your home, but you can't have peace if you're responding to every little Twitter, every little social media comment that you don't agree with. Let me just throw this out here. This is a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. I heard this many years ago, and I try to stick to this the best I can, but listen to these words. You've, you may have heard this before. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Eleanor Roosevelt. I just thought I'd throw that in there because when it comes to social media, we can get distracted. We can get distracted with a thought process like that. See, you'll have a lot more peace if you follow that analogy right there. But let me, let me tell you when I first discovered peace. I was in my mid-20s, just, had, just barely had gotten saved. I was already getting divorced. My wife, my first wife divorced me. And I had just discovered the Lord. But in the middle of all that craziness, in the middle of all that chaos, I had a peace. Amen. I had a peace. Yes. Uh, I, I can't explain it other than the scripture that says that, that the peace, God will give you this peace that passes all understanding. Yes. It will, it, it's, it's, in, it's impossible to comprehend it, yes. to understand it. Thank you. How many have ever felt a peace in a situation where it shouldn't have even been there? You shouldn't have had peace, but you had a peace in the middle of that storm. A second time was when you've heard this uh, from me before, but when my son was killed at the age of 20, it was terrible. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was a terrible, tragic loss, unexpected. But in the middle of that, as God is, is healing, he brought peace to me. He brought peace to me. And only God can do that. No counselor can do that. No pastor can give that to you. No spouse can give that to you. They can be a help to you. But only God can fill your heart with that peace. Yes. Amen. Amen. Let me, let me uh, tell you, the, the word peace in, in the Hebrew language is the word shalom. How many are familiar with that word, shalom? In fact, we know a, a young lady named Shalom. And her name means peace. And so every time I see her, I think of peace, peace, you know, how you doing? But uh, let me tell you what one of the definitions is. 
The word shalom means nothing missing, nothing broken. Nothing missing or nothing broken. Imagine that. When you have peace in your, in your soul, there's nothing missing. Wow. Nothing broken. Wow. I mean, that's, that's rare for you to be able to say that about your life in, at any time. But truly, when you have God's peace, nothing's missing. Wow. Nothing's broken. How many want to strive for that? I want to strive for that. I want that peace. The other, there's, there's another term here in describing shalom. It says, it's the realm where chaos is not allowed to enter. Chaos is not allowed to enter. Uh, chaos being understood as sickness, as war, social strife, or the violation of, of God's covenant. And we right now, can I remind you again, we're in the greatest, greatest social strife we have ever seen. Racially, politically, COVID-19 with this pandemic. It's the greatest crisis we've seen in many, many, many years, if not ever in our country. And in the middle of that, God can give you peace. Yes. He can give you his shalom. He can give you peace right now. And if you've never felt that or never understood that, put on your seatbelts because here we go. We're going to get more in depth into this. When you have shalom, you have no chaos. You don't have to have chaos. Did you know that? Let me just remind you again, as a believer, you don't have to have chaos in your life. You have been given peace by God. It's really you and I that choose to have chaos in our life, yes. if we have it. Yes. God is not part of it. He gave you peace. So I know this, that when we do have chaos... We've entered into that. We've allowed that to come into our life. Yes. Shalom with God, point A here is, shalom with God is reconciliation with God. Do we have that? Shalom with God is reconciliation with God. When you have peace, it's because you've been reconciled to God. Listen to this scripture in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to that. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, because we've been saved through faith, we now have peace. It's a gift that God gives you. It's peace. Now, now God, when he saved my wife, when he saved each of us, he said, here you go, Anna. Take that. That's peace. There you go. But wait, you have to... He didn't say that. He said, here, it's a gift. It's a gift. A gift is free. Now, she could give that back to me, but how crazy would that be? Who wants to live in chaos and not have peace? I don't think any of you here would choose to do that. But again, here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Our world, again, is filled with such chaos. It's, it's filled with such chaos that we can begin to think that that's normal. And, and God wants us to have peace in our life. He also be... He wants us to have shalom with others. He wants to have shalom with others. You and I are supposed to have peace with others. It means peace between parties. It means the end of hostilities and wars. Yes. Can I just tell you that the, the, the division, the strife, the racism we have in our country right now, and the world, and ongoing on social media, on the news every day, it's not going away. Can I just tell you that right now? It's not going away. You know why? 
because it's an issue of the heart. Sin, which it is, all those things I just mentioned, is a product of sin. And they don't go away until you give your life to Jesus Christ. He then can take that sin away from you and give you a new heart, a new start. Amen? Racism is a sin. And the only way to get rid of it is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. And then see shalom within oneself. Shalom consists of not only outward peacefulness, peace between parties, but also peace within. Can you truly say today and lift your hand and say, I have peace in my soul today. And, and that's, that's amazing if you can do that. Because not every one of us can do that. There are many of us going through different struggles, different issues in our life. But it, those are great days when we can lift our hands and say, Lord, I have peace. There is peace in my soul. All is well in my soul. All is well. And that's a blessing from the Lord. So shalom, we should have it in our soul. We should be uh, blessing others with shalom. And number one, and then the first point was shalom comes from God when we're reconciled with God. You that have received Christ... You have that option to receive peace or not. See, God gave it to you. He said, here you go. And you could choose to not receive it. But I think you're out of your mind. You're whacked if you choose not to. Can I say that? Yes, Yes, amen. Because I just did. Okay. This quarantine crisis, all that we've had to endure, being apart from your family and friends that we would normally be with has caused a lot of pain. Uh, I know grandparents that haven't been able to see their grandkids and so forth. Isolation for some of our widowers uh, has been extremely tough. Um, All attempting, these families, while all attempting to raise your family in this. Loving your spouse, working your job, spending enormous time with each other during the quarantine. And I'll just joke, but it's a miracle that we didn't have divorces in our church because of that quarantine how many can say amen but uh okay quickly put those hands down but you know what i'm talking about a lot of too much time together can get on your nerves we all can get on our nerves and we desire that peace but even in that quarantine god can give you peace here's our second point peace comes from knowing jesus So when you're out there, when you're faced and and with a challenge and and you don't feel any peace, know this, Lord, I need to know you more. I need to to dig in more. I I need to discover you more, Lord. Uh, Listen to the scripture found in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 19. It says this, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, talking about Jesus, and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. What that scripture is telling you and I clearly is that we only have peace when it comes, that comes from God. That's what true peace is. You can't buy it at Walmart. It doesn't matter how many they try to sell you. Packages of peace, you cannot buy it. Peace only comes from the blood shed on the cross. No matter what chaos... No matter what troubles, no matter 
how you got here, whether it's in your, in your nice new car or Humpty Dumpty little jalopy, I don't know. It doesn't matter. God will give you peace. Amen? Amen. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7. I told you I had a lot of scriptures and I'm not done yet. Philippians 4, 7 says this, the peace of God which passes all understanding. What, he, what the word of God is saying there is you will not be able to comprehend it. You will not have an understanding of how can I be experiencing peace in the middle of a situation that I shouldn't have peace in? Yes. That's what the Lord is saying here. Awesome. The, the, or Paul is saying here, the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Awesome. It will confound your mind. So there should be situations where you find yourself going, I don't get it. I don't know why I have peace right now in my soul when all around me, based on what's going on all around me, I should have chaos. I should have turmoil in my spirit, but I have peace. Profound. Amen. Amen. Let me take you to our third point. Peace is a vital part of our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Peace is a vital part of our relationship with the Holy Spirit. There's a scripture found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Listen to this. Um, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which means patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. See, as believers, I believe that when, if you are a true believer, you will be showing these qualities of love, of joy, of peace, of patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Listen to this, though. The absence of peace can cause you to act in chaos. The absence of peace in your soul can cause you to act in chaos, give you turmoil, cause you to be confused. Amen? Amen. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let the peace of Christ rule. That means that it should should take dominion over your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. You each are called to be peaceful and be thankful. Amen? Amen. Amen. Peace should be ruling your life. It shouldn't be turmoil. It shouldn't, you shouldn't wake up in chaos every day, looking, rolling over and looking over at the person that you're with, your spouse, and going, oh my goodness, here we go again. How are we going to manage today? It shouldn't be like that. Part of becoming a mature Christ follower is when to know to do something. Amen. When to act on it. When to move on it. Have you discovered this as believers that God will give you a peace when he wants you to do something? And God will give you a lack of peace or an unrestful spirit when he doesn't want you to go, which is just as important. So, for example, if I've ever moved in a house situation, like when we bought our house where we're currently at, we felt a peace. I felt a peace. It's a mortgage. I'm entering into another mortgage. Uh, and I'm thinking, really, Lord? I mean, I don't know. I, we're doing pretty good right now where we're at, saving lots of money. And it's, it's good. But that mortgage, is, we're gonna be, it's going to be tough. But we had a peace. We had a peace about it. On the same side, though, 
Have you ever entered into a decision, an important decision I'm talking about? A home, a car. Maybe it's marrying somebody. Maybe it's, it's, it's just an important life decision. And you haven't felt peace, but you went ahead and did it anyways. All of us have been there. You don't have to raise your hands because I know we've all done that. And guess what? You look back and say, man, I never should have done that. I never should have bought that. I never should have gone there. I knew it. I knew from the very beginning because I didn't have peace. Listen to that voice. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. The Holy Spirit will give you peace. And I, I promise you, you will never go wrong if you have the peace of God guiding you on those choices. Amen. Absence of peace, let me tell you one more time, is God's way of warning you. Absence of peace, God is warning you. So again, if you are saying, I don't have peace about it, Pastor, then listen to that. Listen to that. You will be far better off. The Holy Spirit will always help us in our relationships and in our decision making. As I get ready to close here, if I can have musicians come back up. Point number four, peace is not ours to keep, but it's ours to share. We should be sharing that peace. Listen to the scripture here found in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Who wants to be called a child of God here today? Then, blessed are the peacemakers. Are you a peacemaker? Are you a peacemaker? Based upon this verse, our job is to be a peacemaker. When you, when you come into a situation, and, and this is life that we live in today, we could walk out the street and show up in the store, and there's a fight going on right there in the middle of the street, or a fight in the store, right? How many have been there and seen stuff like that? It happens all around us. God wants you and I to be a peacemaker, yes. to try to help that situation, not to throw more chaos into it. Now, you've got to use wisdom nowadays. Don't just jump into any situation that, you know, is not right. But we are to be peacemakers. God wants you to walk into chaotic situations and bring peace. Bring peace. See, here's the thing. We either bring peace or we bring chaos. What are you bringing today? Are you bringing peace? Amen. Amen. And then our fifth point and our final point. Peace is demonstrated to the world through the church. The church exists to give peace, to show people how peace is, is, is lived out. The church needs to rise up more than ever now and show the world what true peace is like. We should not be adding to the division, to the hate, to the racism in this world. So let me ask you another question as we get ready to close. And why don't you stand with me today as we, as we close. But here's the question I want you to ponder. How can I be better at being a peacemaker? Yes. How can I be better? How can I do a better job at being a peacemaker? Yes, Maybe some of you find yourselves in chaotic situations in the workplace. And there may be a lot of turmoil there. There may be personalities. Well, maybe God wants to use you to be that peacemaker. Maker. God wants to use you. 
Use your words of wisdom that will just flow out of you. Yeah. You know, there's another scripture that says, Lord, I don't know what to say. You know, I, I don't know what words to use. Don't worry about it. God will give you the words to speak at that moment. Yeah. God will give you the words to speak. Amen. Amen. Let's be people of peace yeah, into every, every chaotic situation that you may find yourself in. Be a person of peace. Yeah. Let us start in your home. Let us start with your spouse, you and, you and him, you and her. Let us start with your children. Let us start with your extended family. Let us start with your job. Let us start in the marketplace when you go shopping. Let us start at the Costco gas pumps when you're pumping gas. Yes. Exhibit peace there. Yes. Wherever you're at, we are called to be peacemakers. Amen. Bring out the peace. Yes. Declare peace. Yes. There's nothing wrong with just saying, God bless you. Yes. May peace fill your home. Yes. Just tell somebody like that. Blow them away. Wow. And just say, wow, that man just gave me peace. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Be a peacemaker. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you, God, that you are a God of peace. That you created peace. And Lord, you gave us that peace. You are not a God of chaos or of confusion, or of turmoil. But Lord, you are a God of peace. Yes, Lord, I thank you that I have made the choice, the decision to receive that peace and to reject chaos, to reject turmoil, to reject the, the peace that the world would try to give me. Lord, I refuse that and I accept your peace, the peace that passes all understanding that will guard and keep my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray that for everyone here, that peace would fill their homes, Lord. That your loving peace would help us as we walk out today and go with us the rest of this week. I pray for the family again that is affected possibly by this COVID-19. I pray, Lord, your peace would be upon them. That no anxiousness would rule there. That no turmoil would rule there. But let your peace and your healing and your protection rule in that situation. I thank you for my dear Cora, my Aunt Cora, who just came home from the hospital. May you fill her home with your peace today, Lord. We rejoice in that today, Lord. Thank you. And again, I pray for every person here, Lord, that is going to hear this message later, whether it's on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Lord, I pray your blessing of peace into their home. I pray that they receive that peace right now. Father, pour your peace into their home. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, as we close, I pray the blessing that we pray every Sunday over every person here today and those listening to me. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.